0: Seven things you didn't know, you need to know. I'm Kira Revens, and this is the Smart 7 Ireland Edition Best of twenty. It's Sunday the 2nd of January. Hey, it's Kira Revens and welcome to the ninth episode of the Smart 7 Ireland Edition's Christmas Specials. Each day across Christmas and the new year we've had brand new episodes of the Smart 7 to help you remember the biggest moments from another dramatic year. In today's episode, we're looking back at the events of the final quarter of 2021, the seven biggest stories between October and December. It was a chaotic end of the year, with the Omicron variant appearing in late November and spreading with lightning speed across the globe. But the quarter started with a focus on a different global crisis, the climate crisis and the COP26 summit in Glasgow. Even before the climate summit started, teen activist Greta Thunberg was pessimistic about its potential outcome. This is not about some expensive, politically correct green act of bunny-hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders.
1: Words that sound great, but so far has led to no
0: action. The summit finally officially opened on Monday the 1st of November and Prime Minister Boris Johnson had the honour of formally opening the event.
2: Welcome to Glasgow and to Scotland, whose most globally famous fictional son... Is almost certainly a man...
0: OK, hold on. Where's this going? Braveheart? Robert the Bruce? Called James Bond. Right, we know you watch No Time to Die in the big blue briefing room and you can definitely put it through as expenses now, but what about the climate conference?
2: Who generally comes to the climax of his highly lucrative film strapped to a doomsday device, while a red digital clock ticks down remorselessly to a detonation that will end human life as we know it. We are in roughly the same position, my fellow global leaders, as James Bond today.
0: Maybe the Prince of Wales has some more sensible opening remarks.
2: We have a precious opportunity to make sustainability the growth story of our time,
1: yet the window for action is, as we all know, rapidly closing.
0: The summit ran over, finishing two days late and attracted serious criticism for failing to nail down the biggest polluters and get enough concrete commitments to keep the 1.5 degree target alive. Boris, however, was staying positive.
2: For the first time ever, a UN climate change conference has delivered a mandate to cut coal power generation. And it's backed up by real action from individual countries. It is beyond question that Glasgow has sounded the death knell For coal power.
0: He's also positive that the summer creates a roadmap for action on climate change. COP26
2: has shown that we can put the brakes on runaway climate change and we can preserve our unique planet for generations to
0: come. In a year of drama, one event really stood out as a quiet Friday afternoon in Sea on Essex saw Conservative MP David Amos attacked at his constituency office. He was stabbed multiple times and died at the scene despite the best efforts of paramedics. Boris led the tributes to the popular MP.
2: Well, I think all our hearts are full of shock and sadness uh, to the loss of Sir David Amos MP, who was... Killed in his constituency surgery. And the reason I think people are so shocked and saddened is, above all, he was one of the kindest, nicest, most gentle people in politics.
0: The Roger Gale who joined the House of Commons on the same day in 1983 as David was deeply saddened by his loss.
1: He was a devout and devoted man. He was the kindest of people. He spent his entire life, dedicated his life, trying to work for people and animals.
0: There'll be a minute's to silence today in the House of Commons to remember Sir David, who is also president of the Music Man Project, an international music education charity for people with disabilities. And in 2019, 200 children got the chance to play the Albert Hall. Here's Sir David congratulating them.
1: So, ladies and gentlemen, the Music Man Project has taken the Palladium by storm. It's conquered the Royal Albert Hall and as it goes on to conquer the rest of the world there's only one place they're going and that is Broadway. Broadway!
0: The Commons gathered on Monday the 18th of October and Boris made an announcement that saw the lifelong dream of Sir David's finally become a reality.
2: Um happy to announce that Her Majesty has agreed that End will be accorded the city status it so clearly deserves.
0: Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer offered his sympathies.
1: On behalf of the entire Labour Party I want to lean across, to reach across and to acknowledge the pain that's felt on the opposite benches and I do.
0: And the sister of murdered MP Joe Cox, who now sits in her seat of Batley and Spen, Kim Leadbeater, shared the pain of those events caused and offered sympathies to Sir David's family.
1: I remember very clearly the moment I took the phone call saying she had been attacked. I remember physically trembling and the visceral pain that overtook me. And it breaks my heart to think that another family has had to
0: experience that phone call and the nightmare which follows. As we came close to the end of the second year of a global pandemic, there was a further twist in the tale. we would become used to the Delta variant and accustomed to high daily case numbers, but COVID-19 wasn't finished with us yet. Across the last weekend in November, it became increasingly clear there was a new and potentially far more dangerous COVID variant, which was to become known as Omicron. Initially, at least, Minister Eamon Ryan was confident.
1: Uh, We do a lot of testing and it hasn't been picked up yet, as I understand. The uh, National Lab across the road in UCD has a really good forensic examination. Uh, So um, we won't know. We won't know the real impact of this for a number of weeks.
0: Health Minister Stephen Donnelly was asked on RTE News whether we've been looking for the new variant as it emerged rapidly.
3: Not specifically for this. So what we'll be doing as of now is that any cases uh, that have a link to any of these seven countries, uh, there'll be enhanced contact tracing and there'll obviously be whole genome sequencing as well.
0: And with Irish citizens now stranded in South Africa, including the Munster rugby squad, he outlined new health precautions for incoming travellers.
3: We don't have any direct flights into Ireland so that's not something we need to look at. Uh, The travel advice is now do not travel uh, to these seven countries unless it is absolutely necessary. The advice for our residents who are in the seven countries is to return as soon as possible uh, and to comply with new public health protection measures uh, we'll have here. Probably the most important of those are a a pre-flight PCR regardless of your vaccine status.
0: Ireland didn't escape for long though and by the beginning of December we were facing new restrictions. Friday night saw new restrictions introduced as the government and Neffet look to get ahead of the Omicron variant. Household visits are to be limited nightclubs will close and pubs will have to step back to restrictions on table numbers while capacity for events has been reduced to 50% from Tuesday Lisek Michal Martin says it's a difficult situation when so much is still unknown about the new variant The
4: situation is as we, we've announced now I think it will take two to three weeks before we have a better picture in relation to Omicron Omicron will take some time to, 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 to first of all identify how really infectious it is and how virulent is it what, what impact will it have on um, health and severe illness and so on.
0: And he says with the booster campaign ramping up, it's not too late to get vaccinated, especially with a new variant on the way.
4: It's as clear as daylight uh, that you are taking real risks if you don't get vaccinated uh, in terms of your own personal health and the health of others.
0: But even with the new limits, Omicron continued to spread and quickly became the dominant variant. So two weeks later, Michal was back addressing the nation on Friday the 17th of December.
4: We have decided all restaurants and bars, excluding takeaways or delivery services, must close at 8pm. There should be no indoor events after 8pm. For indoor events scheduled earlier in the day, attendance should be limited to 50% of venue capacity or 1,000 people, whichever is lower.
0: He also had a message of positivity even as restrictions begin from 8pm.
4: We may have to dig a little bit deeper But the unique resilience, solidarity and trust in science that has marked Ireland out across the world will get us through this too. This Christmas, please, please be safe and look after each other.
0: really didn't have a great 2021. Apart from wrestling with the pandemic, he found himself mirrored in a row over parliamentary standards as former Tory MP Owen Patterson ultimately resigned over an investigation into standards in public office. A misjudged attempt to overhaul the rules by the government came badly unstuck and Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer was well and truly fired up in November.
1: When the Prime Minister gives the green light to corruption, he corrodes that trust. When he says that the rules to stop vested interest don't apply to his friends, he corrodes that trust. Yeah. And when he deliberately undermines those charged with stopping corruption, he corrodes that yeah. trust.
0: But wait, where was Boris? Oh, I see. He was at an appointment in Hexham, about 300 miles to the north, visiting an NHS diagnostic centre.
2: I'm here to look at what we're doing to encourage people to get their their booster jabs. And that is the single most important thing I think the government can do at at the present time.
0: Even though he wasn't at the debate, he also wasn't apologising, arguing instead that he was trying to reform the system.
2: I think it's very important that we get this right and we are going to
1: hold MPs to account.
0: Gear wasn't overly impressed by the urgent Hexham visit.
1: Rather than repairing the damage that he's done, the Prime Minister is running scared. When required to lead, he's chosen to hide.
0: The row dragged on and on with more Tory MPs getting pinged for doing second and even third jobs when they should have been looking after their constituents. Labour's Deputy Leader Angela Rayner was pointing the finger in one direction only. We're here to represent our constituents, not represent ourselves. And it stinks of sleaze
1: and corruption. And Boris Johnson can't get his house in order. And you know what they say? Uh, Fish rots from the head up. They really are not representing the British people. They're representing themselves and making a huge amount of money on the back of it.
0: And then awkwardly on the global stage, at COP26 bar decided it was the perfect moment to address the corruption row. I genuinely
1: believe that
2: uh, the UK is not remotely a corrupt country, nor do I believe that our institutions are corrupt.
0: Not content with raising the spectre of corruption on a global stage, he went on to dig into the details of MPs and their second jobs. If that system
2: is going to continue today, then it is crucial that MPs follow the rules. And the rules say... You must put your job as an MP first and you must devote yourself primarily and above all to your
0: constituents. Definitely not embarrassing at all. So to come on this New Year's episode of the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Last Christmas returns to haunt Boris and things go badly wrong on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie Russ. Right after this.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.
2: You're listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the original Smart 7. Just search and
1: follow us on your favourite podcast platform. Free.
0: The Doris Lee's rail wasn't the only problem Boris had in the last few months of the year. A series of leaks revealed that last Christmas when the nation was in lockdown, there were a series of parties at Downing Street. Boris, of course, was happy to make a non-denial denial.
2: What I can tell you is that uh, all the guidelines were observed, continue to be observed.
0: And then ITV got a hold of footage of former press secretary Allegra Stratton joking with staff at a rehearsal press conference in the Big Blue meeting room days after the party where they rehearsed what they would say if the news of the party leaked.
1: Would the parents to condone uh, a you, Chris? What's the answer? I don't know. I it wasn't a party.
0: It was cheese and wine. <laughs> is cheese and wine all right?
1: No. It was a business no. meeting. I'm joking. This <laughs> is recorded.
0: Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer says that's the final straw and this mess needs to be sorted out.
1: We now know the government broke the rules, they parted, and now they're laughing about it. They're treating the public with contempt. The Prime Minister needs to step up, uh, accept what happened, Apologise.
0: The leaked footage swiftly led to a resignation. No, not him.
1: My remarks seemed to make light of the rules. That was never my intention. I will regret those remarks for the rest of my days. Uh, no, for my profound apologies to all of you at home for
0: them. And this afternoon, I am offering my resignation to the Prime Minister. That was former press secretary and now former advisor Allegra Stratton offering a tearful apology as she resigned her post on live TV on Wednesday afternoon. She quit because a video leaked to ITV News in which she joked about the number 10 Christmas party. Boris is furious about the video but had no idea about a party.
2: I can understand... How infuriating it must be to think that the people who have been setting the rules have not been following the rules, Mr Speaker, because I was also furious to see that clip.
0: He also announced that the Cabinet Secretary Simon Case would now investigate whether or not there was a party, but Downing Street wouldn't comment on whether Simon was actually at the possible party, but the Met Police will not investigate due to an absence of evidence. So just to recap, Boris denies there was a party, the person who made jokes about the party has had to resign, the investigator might have been at the party and Boris is mainly annoyed about the video rather than a party that happened where he lives that he wasn't invited to.
2: I apologise for uh, for the impression that uh, has been given uh, that Stark and Downing Street take this less than seriously. Uh, I'm 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 sickened myself and furious about that. Uh, I've been repeatedly assured that the rules were not broken.
0: Late October saw a dramatic incident on the set of a movie called Rust. It was a Western and while filming in New Mexico, star and producer Alec Baldwin was at the centre of a tragic incident which saw cinematographer Helena Hutchinson's killed. CNN's Sarah Snyder reported on the events as they happened.
3: According to investigators, um, this prop gun that Alec Baldwin was apparently holding, um, it was obviously fired. They're trying to figure out what kind of projectile came out Um, of the gun Um, but there was also the director of this film uh, that he was working on called Rust uh, that they are filming Um, 48 year old director Joel Sousa has also been hit
0: The death led to tributes and lawsuits and the investigations into what exactly happened are still ongoing Alec Baldwin was surrounded by reporters a few days later
2: She was my friend The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were a very, very, you know, well-oiled crew shooting a film together and then this horrible event happened.
0: He was grabbed by reporters with his wife on a roadway and he said it's a tragic event for all involved. There are
4: incidental
2: accidents uh, uh, on film sets uh, from time to time, but nothing like this. This is a one in a trillion episode.
0: To finish off our look back at 2021, it's Britney time. In the US, after 13 years of conservatorship, Britney Spears was finally freed by a California court. She described it as the best day of her life in an Instagram post and it came after a long campaign by fans and multiple documentaries which dug into the details of the arrangement which saw her father Jamie control every aspect of her life. Speaking after the hearing, Brittany's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, says there are no further strings attached.
3: We believe it was the right result. Brittany specifically requested that there be no mental evaluation and the judge did not require it.
0: And he's confident that with the arrangements that he and his team have created, Brittany has full control of her life.
3: Brittany, as of today, is a free woman and the rest, with her support system, will be up to Brittany.
0: Among the fans gathered outside the court somewhat implausibly were everyone's favourite sibling pop duo, Jedward.
1: Free Britney, yeah, free Britney Stop the conservatorship, all right
0: This has been the Smart 7 Ireland Edition's review of quarter four of 2021. We're back tomorrow at 7am with a brand new episode featuring Danny Dyer's biggest entertainment stories of 2021. Hope you're having a great Christmas and a happy new year from all at the Smart 7 Ireland Edition. And we'll see you tomorrow at 7am.